Why the hell do we wait to the last minute to do a thing? Why do we have to wait for this sense of urgency, this like chaos? It's like, oh my God, there's no time. Oh my God. Is there a way to get stuff done where we don't have to wait for that urgency? There is. There's hope. There's this episode. are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge Program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. Welcome to the ADHD Big Brother podcast. You already knew that. I don't know why I'm welcoming you to a thing that you already know. That's like that's like going that's like going into somebody's house, like being invited to a party. You're the only guest and you've been there for an hour and then somebody's like, "Hey, welcome. Welcome to my house." You already know that you're here. Oh, but you know what? I'm glad you are here. So welcome. Anyway, real quick off the top, I want to send a shout out to Matt Matt sent me a really cool uh, message last week, made my day. Matt, thank you. You're awesome, dude. I appreciate it. Another item of business up top, I want to give you my own nudge update. So I weighed myself this morning. And guys, I'm 190.6. I can taste. Oh, I can taste 189. I'm so close. So we started this particular journey or this series on January 3rd. That's when episode 23 came out. So we're on week seven. That means we've completed six weeks of this, of these nudges. And that means after six weeks, I've lost 9.4 pounds. That feels good. Overall, my eating's been mostly good. Couple of really tasty bad meals that I'm not, I have no regrets. They were delicious. And my exercise has been mostly good. I did a couple of long walks, one with my girlfriend, one with my buddy, and those uh, were awesome. They were rejuvenating, and it's all good stuff. So that's my update. So what's on the agenda for today? Guys, have you been doing your nudges? Have you guys been nudging yourselves every day, or are you finding that appointment? Like some days you're highly motivated, and some days it's just unbearable, like And we're not being dramatic about being dramatic here. Like it's internally just dramatic, like a screaming toddler, like you can't do it. And that sucks. That's not helpful. So what do we do on days when there's no drive? Oh, but what if there's a deadline? Well, deadlines mean nothing to us until they mean everything. Why do we wait to the last minute to do a thing? It's not like it feels good to be staring down the barrel at the deadline in the final moments. It feels awful to have waited that long. In those moments, it's stressful. When there's no urgency, my motivation, it's tied to whether or not it's going to be a smooth process. If it's not easy or smooth or let's say obvious, then there's a tension to it that makes it incredibly difficult to motivate to do. But that's not the life I want to embrace. I don't want to be a guy who's just proudly waiting till I'm shitting my pants in fear to to do a thing because, hey guys, that's that's just who I am. I'm just that guy that waits. And what about things that are never seemingly ever urgent? I mean, who gives a crap if our room is clean? I mean, what do we have to do? Wait until we see rats crawling across the floor before we start cleaning our room? Or do we have to wait until we have a heart attack before we start taking care of our diet? 
In these moments, these things are rarely ever urgent. Like maybe my girlfriend's coming over. So the shame of having a messy place that overpowers the pain of cleaning. But I, I want to have a clean environment for myself. And I just, I don't seem to have a spark for it. Let's square this away because most of life is this sort of boring, mediocre area of non-urgent, not important to our brain, yet we still got to do these things to move forward. An example would be, like I said, like cleaning a room. We can see it looks messy, but we just can't wrap our heads around the process. So it creates this ugh factor. And we decide that, I don't know, maybe I, I can survive with my room dirty one more day. You know, for now, there's other things to do even if there's no other important things to do. All this stuff looks like to the untrained eye is just good old-fashioned, homegrown laziness. This is a classic case of procrastination right here. Well, that's not helpful, because what am I supposed to do with that? Just think, okay, well, I guess I'm lazy. I guess I'm a loser, and I'll just go back to hating myself. (laughs) All right, thank you so much. I'm going to take a hard pass on that. Let's just put all that inner dialogue to bed. We're going to use the pain pleasure principle to break this all down. And you can Google this stuff. This stuff is, it's everywhere. I've heard it from all the gurus. And I think it was uh, developed, uh, it was developed by Sigmund Freud. Und Bach, und, uh, I don't know what accent that is. I'm attributing a made up silly accent to Sigmund Freud. Uh, but they, uh, it is called the pain pleasure principle. And it goes a little something like this, that we avoid things that are painful, and we go towards things that are pleasurable. That's why we love ourselves some sex, some drugs, and some rock and roll. Yeah! And that's why we avoid leaping into lava pits, uh, poking ourselves in the eye with forks, um, rolling around with rattlesnakes, uh, pouring Tabasco sauce in our eyes. We avoid those things, guys, because they hurt. So now, with ADHD, let's take these things to a psychological, mental level. It's There's too much mental pain to these things. So if we perceive something as painful, we're going to avoid it. And because we love ourselves some overreacting, oh, we love to be dramatic. The idea of cleaning a room could feel like, mentally, a, like a prison sentence. It could feel like mental torture. So we avoid it, obviously, because... I'm not going back to mental jail, okay? So it's clear that we can have dysregulated emotional reactions to things, these internal dramas for things like cleaning a room or doing dishes, you know, where some people, they think like, Ugh, oh God, I got to clean my room. We might think, oh my God, this is going to be hell. I don't know what I'm going to do. If we attach this pain pleasure principle, then it's clear that we've attached way more pain uh, to cleaning than pleasure. And so anything, even doing nothing, is going to be less painful. So it makes absolute sense that we'd put it off because there's no urgency. Only when there's a higher perceived negative consequence does our internal pain get outvoted. And that uh, that takes a hefty consequence. And we also have this hefty bonus of self-reflection, self-criticism, self-loathing. So not only do we not do the thing, but we also internally bash the hell out of ourselves because of it. It's it's really quite the conundrum, yeah? How did cleaning a room turn into I suck as a human being? So let's use the example of cleaning the room and let's fix this. And I'm just going to give you one methodology to try 
as I always get so frustrated when you ever like, like listen to things or, or read blog posts and they're like, Hey, if you're struggling, try these 10 things. And I'm always overwhelmed by that because I'm like, I don't know which one to try. I just need someone to tell me what to do. And so that's what I'm going to do here. Here's the one thing that you can do. If you struggle with the enormity of the pain response to a task and you really want to do it, like I got to get this damn room clean, then start by recognizing that you've assigned it massive pain. Don't worry about the argument of, no, I haven't. Yes, I have. Well, what's the pain? I don't, you know, I don't have a headache. That's all that is irrelevant. Cleaning the bedroom is too mentally, metaphorically painful to get started. So what isn't too painful? Standing in your bedroom and looking at the wasteland before you, and I'm going off of my own room here. I'm talking about my own particular wasteland. So for this example, I have my room is a wasteland. And as I look at it, it's an enormous task. So I ask myself, well, what is the smallest possible thing that I could do that isn't too painful to do? And the answer to that for me was making my bed. Okay, I can make my bed. So forget about the whole cleaning the room. I can make my bed. And so I even set a timer for it just to see how long this takes. And I just made my bed, no rush. And it took me a minute and 43 seconds. Okay, now that's a doable thing. But do you notice how if you look at the unmade bed, when you take that in context with the entire room, it all becomes a part of one big, too overwhelming to get started thing. But if you pull out just that one little task, that's doable. It's manageable. For me, it was. And it turns out it's only two minutes long. What happens for me, making the bed, it's the easiest thing that has the biggest visual impact. And I'm a visual person. That clean looking bed makes me feel good. It gave me a sense of accomplishment and the ability now to set my timer for 15 minutes and just get started on cleaning the bedroom. I've got that initial spark and that initial momentum and now I can go. I set my timer for 15 minutes. I did not finish cleaning the bedroom, but the laundry was almost completely put away and the room felt clean. So I've just put that in the category of, hey, it's clean enough and I'll put in another 15 minutes down the road. This is all in service of finding that spark of motivation in the mundane things of our lives. Because, right, guys, there's so much that is mundane. Being an adult can be so freaking boring. Like, oh, I got to clean my apartment again. I got to make food again. And then if I put it off that ugh, it becomes this monstrous, just huge, ugh, I can't get my shit together. Ugh, and, and everything becomes overwhelming because it feels too far gone. I really want us to wrangle in that overwhelm and get to doing things before that dramatic feeling happens. Like on days when we can't muster the motivation, then when your appointment time comes that for 30 minutes, the one, you know, the one where you set your timer, if you're following along the process, ask yourself, well, what's the easiest possible thing I can do? And if it's going to be less than yesterday, so be it. And then tomorrow, maybe you'll do more. So many of us have high level abilities but managing the mundane in our lives, that can feel impossible. Like I imagine like, wow, if I was a millionaire, okay, I could hire the person to take care of the cleaning. I could hire the person to take care of my daily schedule. I could hire the person to, to take care of organizing my environment, my assistant, the person to keep my wardrobe clean and iron, the person to organize my finances and help me with my taxes. I could have a person for everything and I could live free and dance, and create, and entertain, and help, and teach, and do all the things that fill me with purpose all the time. 
Yeah, that would be, heck yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would love that. And then I snap back into reality, being an adult, and I realize, oh, great. Well, okay. Um, oh, looks like I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I think, I, do I want to go to the grocery store? <sighs> do I have to go to the grocery store? Am I going to even poop today? Maybe if I ate a bunch of bananas. <sighs> and then we're right back to square one. There's no urgency right now, but the second I've got to go to the bathroom, I, mean, I know I'm going to regret that I didn't go. Oh. So I know what you're thinking. So you're like, hey, Russ, well, what's the smallest possible thing you can do to get you more toilet paper? I guess it's put on my shoes. And there we go. Enough about my toilet paper. I'm actually fine on toilet paper right now, guys. Don't you, don't you worry about me. Let's get back to the urgency. When it comes to the fight or flight response, when we scramble because we are going to lose our job, our marriage is going to be over, our financial future, in us, in order for us to take care of things before they're urgent, here's the math problem. So uh, we go to the blackboard, beep, 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 boop. Um, no urgency, that equals cannot move forward. Okay, that's the simple basic math for ADHD. Doing something that has no urgency requires or equals task minus the pain plus the timer. Cleaning the bedroom is something that is not urgent. Therefore, task minus pain is making of the bed. It's the easiest task that does not have enough pain to cause a stall point. You add the timer so that you can externalize time, and then you eliminate the overwhelm and the pain caused by the uncertainty of how long a thing will take. The timer will set to any amount of time that does not elicit pain. So if, if for you it's five minutes, then that's what it is. Or 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. All right, guys. So next week is going to be the final week in the series. So let's make it a good one. Keep setting those timers and keep those appointments. You're only ever one nudge away from being on track. Give yourselves that nudge. And if you want to reach out, you can do that anytime you want. Go to the contact form of the website, ADHDBigBrother.com. Send me an email, Russ at ADHDBigBrother. Or you can check me out and talk to me on Instagram or TikTok at ADHDBigBrother.podcast. All right, guys, uh, have yourselves a phenomenal week. Later. Later.